guys. Welcome back to another episode of Football Update. This is Andy. And this is Robin. So guys, uh, another trade deadline has mm. come and gone. Uh, we were originally going to jump right into trade mm. deadline stuff, but uh, big, big things happened actually in the middle of the night yeah. here on the East Coast. Uh, but uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Vegas time, I I didn't find this out until I woke up in the morning. Mm. I was just yeah, same. scrolling through Facebook like everyone does and mm-hmm. just went, oh, uh, I don't. Oh shoot! I had it up. Uh, the thing that uh, Mark Davis had up, but basically uh, the gist of it was, you know, like you know, they, I'm grateful for the time they put in, but they finally, uh, I decided to move on from <clears throat> Josh McDaniels and uh, and uh, forgive me, Robert. Who, who was the GM? Uh, David Ziegler. Ziegler, that's it. Yeah, and that just. I, I can't remember if we talked about it on an episode last year, Robin, but I, I think we, I did talk to you uh, at some point mm. last year, either recorded or not recorded, that mm. I have a feeling he's not going to last, like, yeah. two seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just, history repeated itself. He yeah. forced mm. out the franchise quarterback of the mm. franchise the second time, mm. and then Jay Cutler in Denver. He yeah. alienated all the players, you know, mm. just... just Got rid of Pete. Like I just, I'm beyond. I'm just flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Just trying, trying to explain it. But you know, I'm happy for Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts on the firings and where did the Raiders pick off or go forward? I should say. Yeah, it just seemed like from the get go, every major decision that the uh, McDaniel Ziegler team made, outside of getting Devonte Adams, um, and even that move they've done enough to just annoy him to the point that he apparently wanted, you know, some different than Garoppolo throwing him the ball and a lot of the team did. So every move besides that, so you look at Hunter Renfro, they signed him to an extension. You think he's going to be the next Welker or uh, Edelman in their offense. And he's basically been non-utilized to the point that he had no trade value and no team wanted to take on his contract. Then you, Go to the Waller extension, then trading him a year later because you annoy him. Because apparently he said, uh, revealed that they were having a wedding, him and his wife, very um, close to the day, which Waller wanted to keep private. You have the car thing, um, you know, move off him. You bring Garoppolo, and at first he doesn't have the guarantee. Um, has to go through physical. Then they give him the one-year guarantee, and then restructure, so it's basically guaranteed um, practically two years, although they can get out of it, um, and they might just rest him the rest of the year just to avoid any chance of injury. Um, and then trying to think what other oh the Chandler Jones thing that was you know that was just you know for a lot of reasons, but you know he was a New England guy and that didn't work either. Tyree Wilson number seven pick this year, and he hasn't done much of anything next to Max Crosby when he's been in, so just. Just an abject um, disaster on so, so many fronts. And, uh, you know, if you count the Colts debacle where he said he was going to be the coach and then they hire all of his assistants and then he backs out, it's three just dead on arrival um, practically. Yeah. You know, I, I know Frank Reich didn't work out mm. there, but at least he had a good few good years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think Josh would have ruined it. Mm-hmm. I think it shows that, you know, some coordinators are not yeah. good number ones. And I, it's, to me, like, mm. yeah, there have been other Bilicek disciples that have mm. done bad. You know, like Matt Patricia in yeah. Detroit, for example. But, like, it wasn't like 
egregiously like what you know what mm-hmm. the hell are you doing kind of thing <laughs> yeah and, and again nothing against jimmy g but it's kind of maybe mm-hmm. like tragic irony or not tragic irony, like maybe mm-hmm. like a little karma you know because mm-hmm. like that's what it did to Derek Carr. it's like well that's gonna happen to your guy now he has to mm-hmm. out. so it just yeah it's just very frustrating you know but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for Raiders fans yeah. I, I have no idea where they do go in the future at mm-hmm. first, they thought maybe hire Bisaccia, but I think he Davis burned that bridge. As well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't think you could. I think they could not do good the rest of the year. Maybe mm-hmm. a win or two, but you know, better than yeah. Excuse me, better than not <laughs> having mm-hmm. all that gone. Oh yeah. But uh, moving to the trade deadline, uh, some big big moves. Uh, Bears got Montez Sweat. For a mm. 2024 second round draft pick from the Commanders, mm. uh, I, I find it it was a great you know pickup. You know maybe they're trying to bolster the line for the future. The one thing I will say it is kind of funny that they traded a second for him. And I think Sweat was drafted in the late 20s. Yeah, 26, I think. 26. Yeah, that's right. And then mm. the Commanders, mm. the commanders mm. traded. For the, with the 49ers for Chase Young and, yeah. and, and they traded the third round pick yeah. for the number two overall pick from a few years ago so the, I bet the Brayers are mm. like a WTF moment going on right now but uh, mm. your quick thoughts on both these trades and what that could mean for both the teams that got them and mm. maybe at the end mm. your thoughts about what Washington is trying to do yeah, for um, the Bears, I think some people were like weirded out by how Chase Young ended up as a third round compensatory and then Montez was uh, early second round, it looks like. And I think Montez Sweat, he's far more available, far more durable, um, more consistent, obviously, um, has had at least five or six sacks every year he's been in the league. He's had double digits, I think, twice. And he's about to enter his prime. And guys like that aren't on the market very often. And if they are, a guy like Brian Burns, the Rams offered, I think, two twos and uh, or two ones and a two. And the Panthers said no because... Brian Burns is an incredible player and pass rushes really paramount. And, you know, whenever you draft those guys and develop them, you pay them a bunch, as we've seen with, like, the Bosas. Um, so I think the Bears just needed another um, franchise staple and important position. They have the right tackle in Darnell Wright. They have maybe, if they can keep them signed, uh, Jalen Johnson at corner. They invested highly in linebacker. Now you need, like, defense line pass rush. So I think it's a decent move if they find a way to take one of those top two um, first-round picks that they have. And if they end up both being top five, they trade down one of them. The team needs a quarterback and acquire that pick and even a lot more. Um, So I think in that sense it works out for them. And then the Niners, they they basically, like, lost um, one of their – executives ran Carthen and then another one of their coaches uh D'Amico Ryans and they get compensatory picks from that and so one of them they used to get a player like Chase Young who opposite Nick Bosa put them with Armstead Hargrave and then they have high draft picks on the second um part of the depth chart with Drake Jackson Javon Kinlock Cleveland Farrell and you know they they have a loaded um you know, front seven now and especially front line that they can just throw horses um, with one of the best D-line coaches in the league, Chris Kurasek, and just, you know, keep 
getting pressure, and that's the thing. They've gotten pressures. They haven't gotten consistent sacks or the type of pressure to force turnovers. So if they get that in the second half of the season, get healthy on offense, they can make basically the same run that they made at the end of last year Um, because they always have kind of a weird midseason slump, and that's kind of what they're going through now. But if they, you know, get the most out of him for half a season, then, you know, maybe they get compensatory when he gets – to free agency and signs a big deal. And then for the commanders, it you have a feeling it's sounding like the commanders weren't a fan of trading both those guys. They would rather have traded just young because he freelances a lot and isn't as available. But now that you don't have both and it's just your defensive tackles who are providing interior pass rush, it does feel a little bit like ownership stepped in and said we're going full in a rebuild after starting 2-0 and and then going 1-5 and since, even with some close games here and there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see what they can do with Howell, um, if he's given the opportunity, and maybe with a high draft pick, they add another weapon to his arsenal or start building that O-line, but um, going to be interesting to see what the commanders look like the rest of the way with not the defensive line pressure that they had. Yeah, I think Dobbs um, may or may not be starting this weekend. They have Jaron Hall maybe set the fifth-round rookie to play against Atlanta this weekend, so we'll see. I do think, like you said, a lot of experience. He's you know had this two or three times now where he's gone to similar systems, and within like a week he's um, being prepped to be ready to go. And I think he can bring solid football um, you know, with Addison there, give a little bit more athleticism in the run game, um, in the play-action RPO game. He's not going to be what Cousins was, but I think he can at least win a few games and stay semi-competitive throughout the end of the year. Um, they were set to go on probably a pretty good run to the six or seven seed in the NFC, and unfortunately the injury happened. But I do think... Um, you know, they could have decided to just let it go and lose as many as possible, but I think they're saying, yeah, yeah, they want to, you know, keep the culture up and, you know, and maybe they have kind of decided that the way Kirk's played recently without a Justin Jefferson, which is, I always kind of felt like a little bit they was kind of a merchant of, you know, having a Diggs and a Thielen and then uh, Jefferson and a Thielen, but without those two guys and just going to a rookie like Addison, he really... Um, show in the last few weeks so I think you do keep him at least in the short term most likely and then uh, 
try and find your quarterback of the future, but I think you're going to go crazy with it. Um, and then we look f- – yeah, sorry. I, go. I, I do want to quickly mm. say, uh, add in, the other thing for Dobbs, mm. he was playing pretty darn good. And yeah. That, that was with the Cardinals who were really mm. big. You got – Yeah. Like we said, Jordan Addison's been having himself a week. You got Hawkinson and mm. Jeff Jefferson are coming back. So I'm mm. pretty psyched to see what he can do there. But uh, back uh, to you with the, uh, the Jaguars, the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I think um, Jaguars, they, like you said, need offensive line help. And they're, maybe they could add another pass rusher, but I think Josh Allen's playing at a high level. Maybe they get more out of Trayvon Walker. And right now they're, I believe, Probably the hottest team in the AFC and maybe even the league. Five-game win streak. One of them including the one against Buffalo. And, you know, the Steelers game was ugly. They only got nine points out of five drives that got into scoring territory to start the game. But those are the kind of games that you need to win occasionally. And doing it against a very good defensive team is huge. Um, So, yeah, I think Jacksonville is a team that can compete for the one seed just by the fact that their division is a little bit weaker and they're kind of on a roll right now and they got a nice bye week. Uh, uh, the Lions have mm. traded uh, a six-round pick for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that's a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I, I guess I guess they're thinking Williams hasn't really mm-hmm. bounced back yet, so they yeah. had an insurance policy. Uh, I, I, I don't know too much with going on with the Browns offense. Mm. Well, I guess offensively, you know, they're they're kind of struggling right now, and I, mm. I guess they, you know, our defense is doing good enough. Mm-hmm. And if he's not playing enough, you know, why, why not yeah. get pick out of him? Yeah, and uh, Marvin Jones retired recently for the um, Lions, too. Oh, that too, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the Browns have a rookie in the third round. They directed Cedric Tillman. They just brought back um, at least onto the field, I saw a little bit of him, uh, Marquise Goodwin. So I think those two um, on the outside, along with Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper, there's not like a ton of snaps to go. So yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones went from like an 800-yard decent number two receiver to not seeing the field much. And now he gets to go to a place where back to, you know, he was at the University of Michigan and now, you know, has a great athletic profile and can be really solid down the field, big time down the field. Um, I think there's some big plays to be had um, with Amonra underneath. Great run game if those two backs can stay healthy and then the part at tight end. So, And the Lions are a team that they could get the one seed just by favor of not a tough division at all, especially now. Vikings, they play them twice in the last three weeks, and now they don't have to play them without Cousins. And eight of their last nine games after this bye week are in dome stadiums, and that's really where they um, operate best, um, you know, on that turf. So uh, on that dome turf. And then they, um, the only one that isn't a dome game is at Chicago. So um, who knows what Chicago's like later in the season. So. But yeah, I think Detroit could have another team that could have gone past rusher, but there there weren't a, a lot of guys like a Neil Hunter. You were going to have to pay a one and some more, and especially in division, so that probably wasn't happening. Um, you know, maybe you could have gone after Carl Austin from the Jets, but you know, these trades it's hard to get anybody and everybody. Just you have to worry about salary cap. I read something yesterday where 
couple of days ago where you actually have to, like the day before, if you want a trade to work and be restructured, you actually have to do it the Monday before the Tuesday deadline. So, yeah, I think Detroit um, made out pretty good um, getting DPJ um, to that receiving core. And lastly, mm. certainly not least, Robin mm. Bills trade for a cornerback mm. the whole week. I was hearing mm. some stuff about the cornerback from the Panthers, and then mm. of course, yeah, the Dante night, Jackson. Yep. The morning of or the day night before, uh, Jalen Johnson, right? Mm. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, was uh, asked for me to seek for a trade, so that's what I was kind of waiting mm. for all day at work yesterday. Wasn't hearing anything. I was getting a little worried, and then mm. you know I got the news with my earbud that we traded yeah. for uh, our third round pick, which isn't mm. bad. Just another third round pick back for Tremaine. Yeah, most. And we got a fifth round pick from the Packers for Rasul and Rasul Douglas, which mm-hmm. it was like one of the things like you weren't expecting it. But you're like, ah, that, that's yeah, that's pretty pretty good. You know, Packers mm-hmm. fans just have to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they thought it was a fair trade, but at the same time, uh, from what I've been hearing, Robin, you're mm-hmm. a great player. Uh, has more, I believe, has more interceptions in the past few years than the interceptions the Bills have the past yep. few years. Uh, great football mind, and uh, mm-hmm. the most incredible thing, uh, you know, is a real locker room leader. Yeah. I heard the past week, uh, I believe it was past Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about how young players go to him to talk. So, yeah. This could be a great thing for Kair since we are keeping mm-hmm. Kair. But uh, your thoughts on the trade and not just what he can do on the field for the Bills, but what he can do for the locker room. Yeah, they really needed, especially in the games coming up. I'm not sure how much he's going to play against Cincinnati since he's going to, you know, get up to speed with the playbook and how things work and everything like that. But you're going to need a guy like that against Pat Mahomes when you play the Chiefs. You're going to need him against the Philadelphia Eagles in a few weeks when you have to play A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, um, Dolphins later in the season, the last game of the year, and just the AFC in general with all the great quarterbacks and uh, receivers. So he's a great scheme fit, um, can play both the nickel and the outside, so you have some depth and versatility there. Um you know, like you said, he gets a lot of interceptions. I think he had five or so a couple of years ago, then four. And, you know, he finds a way to be aggressive and make plays. That also comes with the risk here and there. But I think he's smart enough to take very calculated risks, has good size. I think six one, six two, two hundred, 200, uh, close to 210, I think. So, yeah, it's the type of move that they really, really needed. And they could have really gone all in on a Jalen Johnson, but I think they were smart to hold back on that because I think the Bears wanted a high second or early or late first for him, and that's just that's a lot for a corner that you're then going to have to give an extension to. Whereas Rasul Douglas, his um, yes, he he's signed through next year, but you can kind of um, you know finagle that contract however you want. So. In the intermediate, he plays for the rest of the year. And then next year, he can be, you know, a guy that can play while Tremaine, or excuse me, Trey White recovers from the torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. At the very least, let's see what he can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe it's two or three years left on the contracts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, at the very least, like he was getting back to form. Oh, yeah. It was a different part of his leg. So, you know, fingers mm-hmm. crossed that and 
Mm-hmm. I really love this trade mostly because the, the other two positions, mm-hmm. which we are missing, you know, we're definitely missing Matt Milano and mm-hmm. Daquan. Last week, which I was really loved, they're running some mm-hmm. nickel and dime stuff where Jordan oh, yeah. kind of coming as a substitute linebacker that's mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah. And I think the defensive line is really starting, to, again, they are absolutely missing Daquan. Don't oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they are starting to gel a bit, like especially watching that Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Jordan's really coming into his own and. Puna is starting to show some improvement. I've seen. Yeah. And the, the best thing every single week, Von Miller is getting better and better. Like, mm-hmm. That Thursday night game, he was getting so close. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Which is very very exciting. So I, I think you know you, you put Jordan in in those nickel mm-hmm. pads, like Taylor Rapp, put him yeah. back with. <clears throat> excuse me, Micah. Now you have Rasul. Mm-hmm. You know I think that's again it's not going to be as. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know you know what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. It's not going to be perfect. You know, mm-hmm. missing Matt and Daquan is a huge thing. But yeah. I think that's good substitution for what we have. Whereas corner mm-hmm. clearly was the thing that killed us. You know, mm-hmm. Ken, Kendrick Bourne was yeah. you know yeah. wide open to that Patriots game, and Ayer mm-hmm. you know flo- thrown into the you know thrown mm-hmm. into the wolves so to speak yeah. in that in that uh, London game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really great pick. And again, like we said, you know, you have Josh Moore on the practice squad mm. as, a, as a player coach, and then you got Rasul here, who's still in his prime and mm. also as a coach. So yeah, double thumbs up for me. So, yep, same here. Hopefully, Indama Kinsu and Orland Val Joseph is on the way too, just for some defensive line reinforcement. Yeah, so I would love mm. to see Sue. Yeah, yeah, that mm. would be an incredible. Yeah, really cool thing. Uh, so we're going to quickly, uh, guys, before we go, go over two of the primetime games this week. Of course, mm-hmm. we have the third night game between the Titans and Steelers first. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we're getting into the game quickly, Robin, uh, mm-hmm. I was really, really surprised what I saw on Sunday. I yeah. was thinking, okay, DeAndre has barely has a few hundred yards, has a mm-hmm. single touchdown. His contract is made to be trade, a trade-worthy. Uh, tradable trade, tradable yeah. contract that's how they wrote the contract he got most mm-hmm. of his money in the signing bonus so it's like okay hey maybe mm-hmm. move some cap space around maybe yeah. we can get one of the rookie corners and tr- mm-hmm. and tr- uh, not tr- I'm sorry DeAndre mm-hmm. and I was I was watching the red zone and I was like oh, <laughs> uh, I'm happy Will Love is awesome you yeah. uh, three to four hundred yards four touchdowns three of them DeAndre and I was like mm-hmm. at the same time uh, there that there that goes, but you know what? I'm happy. Uh, mm. I have a friend who's a big Titans fan. He even told me uh, mm. DeAndre after the game went said that he went to Will mm. uh, before the game. Like, hey, I, I know it's gonna seem like I'm not open, but like just trust mm. me. Yeah, and just and that's I have seen the old DeAndre Hopkins back. That was an incredible yeah. performance. Uh, I, I just feel bad for Will because mm. I, I hope. Titans fans know if anyone listening, mm. you're in, Will is going to be in the test of his life. Yeah. Mm. You got that nasty Steelers defense headed by TJ Watt. So, mm. uh, your thoughts on the game? I, I, I personally think it's going to be a slug fest. Yeah. But I, I think I think the Steelers are going to get it just because mm. how good of a defense they are. Just again. Will Levis, I think, hopefully will have a mm. great career. You know, hopefully that's things to come, but this is going to be a tough game for him, I think. So first on uh, the Levis thing, it was it was kind of a bizarre off season with them because he was injured 
summer training camp, and then it was sounding like Malik Willis was outplaying him for much of the offseason, which is why he was third on the depth chart. But then he hits his opportunity to play, and he takes pretty much full advantage. And the quarterback that has the weird thing about eating bananas with banana peels and the mayonnaise and coffee, he um, just launches bombs all day long against a defense that was ranked top 10 entering the game, and he pretty much shredded it all game long. So great job by him. They have two backs in uh, Henry, who they're keeping, and then Tajay Spears has been really good as a rookie. Um, if they can get something out of Traylon Burks to go along with Hopkins, Cal Phillips, back at receiver, Okwanko at tight end. And that defense, secondary-wise, there's some weaknesses, especially with Bayard out um, and at corner. But that front seven with Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, they can do a lot of harm to quarterbacks. So... I kind of am feeling a little bit about the Titans only because I did see the Steelers. They're bringing back, it looks like, Cam Hayward off IR, and that'll be big for them. But Micah, Minka Fitzpatrick, excuse me, coming off a uh, hamstring injury on Sunday. Uh, Kenny Pickett set to play, but, you know, coming off a rib injury, and he's played with soon after both a knee and a rib injury, and you wonder if his level play um which hasn't been great to begin with, begins to drop off against your strong front seven and then, uh, you know, dealing with all these injuries. Um, but it, it, both Tomlin and Vrabel are great at mucking up the game and um, finding ways to win ugly games. So it, I do think it's got that feel of whoever can play the ugliest but also make the most big um, deep shots or big plays on offense and probably primarily in the past game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I think this would be one of the most exciting games mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Uh, Bills, uh, uh, Bills Bengals mm-hmm. uh, Sunday night. Uh, a few weeks ago, we thought this would be a little easier, but um, Bengals mm-hmm. definitely have found their form the past yep. few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean house with the NFC. Yep. Which is, I, I'm just flabbergasted by that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm torn about this game because mm-hmm. the Bengals are back to form. There are some yep. issues, but like I said, I think the defense was finding some of their issues out on mm-hmm. last Thursday against that Tampa Bay game. And the other thing for me is I just have a feeling mm-hmm. Bond is I'm not gonna say he's gonna have an elite game, but like yeah. he seemed like he was the old Bond was coming out last week, and he was getting very very close mm-hmm. to that stack. Uh, and also, uh. uh the other thing with uh, the team, we've had 13 mm-hmm. days rests. Mm-hmm. A little while, actually. No, uh, 10. 10, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, not 10. Uh, yeah, 10 days to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the injury report, you know, the mm-hmm. only people in practice, uh, Josh Allen, Kyrie Elam, Damar Hamlin. Uh, Josh, right shoulder, mm-hmm. Kyrie Elam, uh, Damar, uh, illness. This is the thing I <laughs> Yes, you're laughing. So you're yeah. Uh, Russell Douglas was on the injury report, did not practice, and his reason just got here. Yep. <laughs> like, mm. five songs for the media team. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That was, that was a great one. Uh, mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Balin didn't uh, practice as well mm. as his hamstring, and uh, Quinton is still dealing with the ankle, and he was limited. Uh, yeah. So I'll say, if you, if you really want to beat a Miami, mm. uh, not Miami, uh, I'm over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to beat this Bengals team, you need to be rested. And I, I yeah. really think this 
this uh, this ten this mini buy was a blessing. I think mm. not only for the rest to go in against a game like the Bengals, but getting Rasul Douglas, like we were talking about uh, mm. a week or so ago, Robin. You know, mm. having that extra few days before the deadline is, yeah. gives you more time to adjust than the teams they had to play Sunday or you know the Monday night game. Mm. So I, I think this is going to be a close one. Uh, I might be going to my heart on this, but I, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Bills. I just, I, I really think that last year's mm. game really stuck in their craw, so mm. to speak. Like, that, that's that's um, like a, like one of those motivator games. Like mm. how Patriots a few weeks ago did not want to be lose like four or five mm. weeks. Ago. Yeah. So, uh, your thoughts on the game? <clears throat> yeah, it's um definitely one of the games that popped up on the. Um, early schedule release as one that you know everyone would tune would tune into and uh it's one of those that going off what bro did against the Niners you know just picking them apart finally having mobility um you know able to just go boom 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 and he you know basically did that against the Bills the Monday night game you know last year the start of it and then in the playoff and if you get that Joe Burrow and you don't get him off his spot it's a game that can kind of turn into you know and it doesn't happen often for the Bills but a blowout game so they definitely have to uh do some stuff there um and again you don't really know how much Rasul Douglas will play if at all um you know, so your corners and secondaries whole are going to have to compete super hard. And uh, I think the Bills do have now, if they can get what they got production-wise out of guys other than Diggs, like Shakir, close to 100, uh, Dalton Kincaid's coming on really strong. Uh, Gabe Davis, you know, had a couple off games, but then they really used him in the short passing game and, you know, hopefully he can hit a deep one or two. If you get that, yeah. Sorry, back to you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, there's uh, if you can get that from those guys and also have a pretty good digs game, that'll help out immensely. The O line's protected really well throughout the year. You are a little worried about you know Aunt Josh, you know, falling on his shoulder and needing you know medical attention, but they they appear to have a plan for him, you know, practicing or not practicing and doing what needs to be done for him to be fully ready for game day. Um, it's, you know, again, I try not to pick these games, just, just, you know, see what happens and hope for the best. But, you know, it, it's a game that they could certainly win, but it's also one that I have this, just based off what happened last year, this feeling that if the Bengals execute the way they're supposed to and the Bills don't um, get in their craw early, it's one that can get away from them. Going out, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I'm about this. The, the bigger thing about this is mm-hmm. Marham going back, yeah, mm-hmm. to the place where the, all that happened mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, Eric Wood said this really powerful thing, like mm-hmm. where he had a terrible injury. I can't remember where. I think he said it was. Yeah, I think it was in Jacksonville. He said broke mm-hmm. his leg. Oh, yeah. Now coming as you know one of the announcers, you know, like you still you feel it kind mm-hmm. of. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're gonna have a little. They're probably gonna say a little something. Oh yeah. Really it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, just real a real real blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh know? yeah. Not only is he alive, but he came mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Very fun football 
couple guys mm-hmm. uh, that we'll look forward to talking about more of it last week. But uh, this is another another episode of a football update. Uh, this is Andy, and this is Robin. <laughs>